Welcome to Couch Buddies. I'm Michelle, and normally right now you'd hear someone say, I'm Kia, but she is in self-isolation, as am I, uh, during this coronavirus uh, pandemic. And so we have decided to give you guys some different content while we're figuring out how to go forward. When we started this podcast, we started posting in about 2018, but we were trying to figure it out long before that. And we have about four episodes that we recorded in 2016. Uh, the first two of which are something we were trying, was like called, I think, Hey, Watch This. And basically, one of us would get the other one to watch a thing that they enjoyed and the other one had never seen. So we have two episodes like that where Kia and I are sharing our loves. Uh, Kia's episode's on My Cousin Vinny, my episode is on High School Musical. So we're really excited about sharing those with you guys. And they're, they are four years old, so keep that in mind as you're listening. And then the other two episodes we're going to do, uh, are we recorded them about the same time, and they are our top 10 favorite underappreciated actors and top 10 underappreciated actresses, in our opinion. Uh, and that's something we were trying to do to kind of just see, figure out what we wanted to do going forward. Obviously, we went in a very different direction, but we thought we'd give you guys a taste of that, and then as going forward, we'll see what we're going to come up with. But we hope you guys enjoy this, and we will talk to you later. So enjoy these flashbacks to our past. All right. So this time we're doing our top 10 actresses. Yep. Yep. So and you're going to start this time. I'm, I'm going to go first and this, this is, time. This is top 10 like underappreciated actresses. Actresses that, that we think don't get enough credit. And mostly so. from television. Mostly from television. All, I think all of mine are from television. Yes. All of mine are. Okay. So, who was on your list? Okay. I'll pull up mine. So, so far, <laughs> that might be helpful. Okay. Um, on my list... Um... Go ahead. Hmm? Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, my list, uh, starting with Emily DeRaven. Ooh, good one. From, uh, she was, you know, she played Claire on Lost. Um, my baby, my baby! Okay, I'm back. I was about to break into the Oceanic Six song, Jungle Claire. Uh, that works Jungle too. Claire. The squirrel is my baby. Anyway, yeah. that, that, um, that show is good, but it got really weird around at the end. Like, yeah, Oh, yeah, it real did. Real weird. Um, but probably right now, she's most well known for playing Belle French on uh, on Once Upon a Time. Like, a character, I think it's screwed over more than just about any other on the show. Apparently it's happening again. Oh, from what yes. I, gather. I haven't. I, I, I have... am about, <laughs> like, at this point, I have not seen it very much of the new season at all. I, so I'm like at season, what, I'm, five? I am two-thirds of behind yeah, on the season. Yeah, I think I saw the first episode, and that's all. But I, I do follow some, yeah, you know, I some, some Once Upon a Time bloggers, and I've heard things, I'm like... I, I might not go back. But, but in like I, our first season, when we, I remember we, us getting to that episode, the skin, the skin deep. Skin deep. Literally. Okay. For me, the season did not come alive. The season did not start to work for me. And mm-hmm. this is sad. It took until episode 12. I continued to watch it. Like there's stuff here that I like, but it just, it, until that moment, it was not a must watch. It yeah. was like, okay, this thing is on. I'm home. I'll go ahead and watch it. Um, and I'm always, I'm, I'm a sucker for any like fairy tale retelling. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes, I am. But it didn't, like I said, it did not become a, a like a thing that I had to see until they introduced Belle. Mm-hmm. And 
Emily, the way that Emily plays her, like Emily's incredible and she can turn on a dime. And the her and Rumble Silskin at the town line, she needs a fucking Emmy for that. Oh yeah, that was that was amazing. My sister texted me because I showed my sister that clip. Yes, um, but then she actually just recently caught up with mm-hmm. Netflix. Uh, so what's on Netflix? And she texted me and she goes, "Okay, that was even worse the second time around." Yes, it it is painful. Yeah. It was like, I'm, I'm watching it, and I'm like, just take that dagger and stab me in the heart already. Um, she didn't need the dagger. She did it with feels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you. Um, let's see. Um, somebody else. Um, somebody else on my list who has also been on Once Upon a Time. Um, only in a few episodes. Played Tinkerbell, Rose McIver. She's awesome. And I'm putting on on I'm putting her on here because of her work on iZombie. She's great. Yeah. The fact, like you know, she has her character of Liv, you know, the titular zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, the fact that she's a zombie named Liv Moore makes me fucking happier than just about anything. I laugh so hard for the I watch the pilot. Zombie named Liv Moore. It's amazing. Um, but the fact that she has this because of the you know one of the, the if you haven't watched iZombie and this like when the zombies eat brains they kind of have like flashes like they have visions of the life of the the person whose brain they've eaten they also take on personality traits yes of those people and so like in the pilot you know she she eats the brain of like you know like a, a Russian call girl kleptomaniac yeah and so the, she's just like walking around, and like like she steals like the nameplate from somebody's desk. She's helping her, like she's helping somebody like decorate for like a Halloween like haunted house, and just randomly steals like a bunch of plastic eyeballs. Um, just and the fact that she in like over the show, like she plays, you know, her character Liv. You know, like this, this is still Liv, but at the same, but she's also having to play. Mm-hmm. All of these other characters, like I, I applaud her for that. Yep. She's so good. Um, and here we go the 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 start of of all of my, my British actresses who I love. Um, Catherine Parkinson. I have no idea who that is. You know who I'm talking about. She's on the IT crowd. Oh, I love her. Yes, the IT crowd, humans. Yeah. Um, the first thing I saw her on was Pirate Radio. She's she she's the one woman on the ship, and she's only there because she's a lesbian. <laughs> but she makes me laugh so hard in that movie. Um, but she's super funny in IT Crowd. Like yes, oh my and th- gosh. this is and this, this and, is, and her character in Humans rips your yes, heart out. And, and I was going to say th- this is a th- this is a conversation you and I have had many times about. Great comedians being able to to turn great dramatic performances. Yeah, well, I mean, the best comedy has this touch of tragedy. Oh, you absolutely. You can't understand the tragedy. And you so, can't do the yeah, and so like having watched her, like the first thing that I saw her in, and then like later was able to like recognize her and things. First thing I saw her was Pirate Radio. Um, and so then like see like then I went and, and watched the IT crowd and I laughed so fracking hard mm-hmm. um the oh god it's so funny if you've never if you've never seen the IT crowd it's so good yeah well, I started watching it cuz my husband is actually a computer programmer yes and like the the first joke they make the have you tried turning it on <laughs> um, uh, off and back on again, again. 
that is literally his like he has said mm-hmm. that he's like that is the first thing always the yeah. first thing like that is so I, true because we've watched other shows where like people are supposedly really smart and they say dumb crap and yes. he's like okay like there's a there's an NCIS for example where mm-hmm. something happens he got the so act- cage yeah he got so actively <laughs> angry about the t- <laughs> about, he just walked in the room made a face he got so actively angry about how wrong that science was that we almost had to turn the show off. Like mm-hmm. I paused it and laughed until I couldn't breathe, <laughs> but the IT crowd got the, the first stuff right. And so that was, that was great. And, but yeah, that like, she's great on the IT crowd. I, oh, I love yeah. her on that, on that show. But, um, yeah, I, she's so funny, but then to be able to, uh, to take her, like, like she plays such a dramatic role on humans and, Oh, it's her. Oh yeah, yeah. It it's heartbreaking. She's not funny at all. No, like, it's it it's not a funny show. No, it's, not at all. Like there's a few little moments where you get laughter. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but let's see who else I have. Um, she she's she's more of a. You know, I can't think of any. Again, I she was on. Um, was it Whites? I think on Hulu. It was an original comedy. <laughs> Yes, with Alan Davies. Yeah, I was gonna say I remember seeing trailers for that. I never got to watch it, but she yeah. looked like she was the part that looked hysterical. Like I watched a couple of it because I have like a deep and abiding love for Alan Davies because I watch I mainline QI whenever oh, I does. can. I'm a trivia nerd. I love like all sorts of useless it's like true. useless knowledge. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, I watched that. I, I something happened, and I ended up like not going back to it, but it was pretty funny. Um, but but yeah, Catherine Parkinson, she she's so good. Um, moving on to to somebody else on my list is um, and she she's someone who um, I've I've really only watched her on this one show, uh-huh. but she's so good. She's so good. Um, and I'm talking about Jessica Nicole. Yes. She's from, she's one of my honorable mentions. Yes. Like, to throw that out there. Like, she's someone I love. But because I'd only seen her on the one show, yes, I didn't Yes, I'd only seen her on that. However, because I'm I'm a podcast whore, I listen to so many podcasts. She is the voice of Dana Cardinal, who I'm um, on oh, Welcome yeah. to Night Vale. Oh, Night vale. And, and she uh, is part of sort of like a Night Vale Presents kind of thing. They're, they're producing some more content. She's also, um, she also is, is the, basically the Cecil Baldwin of, of this, of this new show from Night Vale Presents called Alice Isn't Dead. And she's amazing. Like, she's such a good actress. And she's what Fringe needed. Yes. Like, to me, a lot of Fringe wouldn't necessarily work without. If you don't have Astrid in the, in the lab with. With Walter. With Walter, you're, you're lost. Yeah. And then to have her come back and play that character from the Mary Universe. Yes. Um, or, yeah, Mary, I'm going to call it Mary the- Universe. That's a Star Trek thing, but I'm going to use it. <laughs> but yeah, like, she plays a totally... Like, yeah. she plays a character with... Uh, oh, do, do they ever actually name what it is? No, they don't. I can't remember if it's... But she has some sort of, like... so I don't know if it's more of, like, a, like a social kind of disorder. It was almost... Aspergery, like, almost, yeah. But but like her, the character is a totally like the Astrid on normal side is mm-hmm. like this complete open, sweet, mm-hmm. caring person. 
Whereas the other one is an analytical mind. That's like, yes. And the astronaut our side can do the analytics and she's yes. a code breaker and that's where she starts. But it's like, she, she's brilliant. Whereas but the other astronaut also... is, is kind of a rain man almost. Yes. Like, much. like she, she could spot, uh, irregularities and, yes. And things like that. And there's a scene that she actually plays with herself mm-hmm. that brought me to tears. Like, yeah. Um, the other, basically the other side, I'm just going to say that. The other way. side. Uh, that Astrid's father passed away. Yeah. And she was having trouble. She, she couldn't, couldn't make her emotions. Right. Known. So she comes to see the other Astrid and they're able Mm-hmm. She understands, like they understand each other at an innate yeah. level, and she's she's there for her in that moment. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. Like it's 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 tear worthy because she basically says something yeah. to the effect of "Is he proud of you?" Like she doesn't yeah. because of uh, because of her difficulties. Okay. Yeah, she doesn't feel like you know her family's proud of her. She doesn't even have any way to show how she like. It's just a brilliant right. scene. Yeah, she's like for that I, scene alone, I would put yeah, her up for stuff. She yeah, yeah she's amazing. She's somebody who. Um, like, just I I can't even put into words. Like I I adore her. She's great, and I like she. Yeah, she's definitely somebody. Like, you know, with you know, you have the triumvirate of of friends. You have mm-hmm. you know Walter and and Peter and Olivia, and so like the three of those like those three people they shine. Mm-hmm. And so she's, you know, just ever so slightly out of the limelight. She takes the back seat a lot, and she does. It's not and fun. and that that one moment, like at the the like the I get I think it's season four finale, mm-hmm. where where she's where she's been injured, and like her and Walter just like mm-hmm. sitting like sitting on like you know that that bench out in the the, the hospital hallway, and she like takes out some Twizzlers and hands him one. Like that, right? Like that whole thing right there, and just her, like, oh, and and her, like her and John Noble, like the two of them are just—they have such a great chemistry. They do. And They're a, and so a great, good. The characters have such a great friendship. I can't imagine they don't get along in real life because, yeah. if you, like, there's no way they could play that that way if they didn't. They're they're so good. Um, let's see. I also have um, to go to uh, to to go with some Merlin here. Angel Colby. Almost, almost. She was like, it was like a verge, well, on the verge kind of thing. And I just, I just recently watched, um, it was a, a mini series. Oh know, yeah. Mini series. It's a mini series. Mini series. It's right like word. six episodes. Yeah. Which are mostly like an, or about an hour long or so. Yeah. Um, called Dancing on the Edge. Yes. And she Which played, is on my queue. I'm going to watch it. It is. There, there, we have, we have I, talked about this. Yeah. I cannot say enough good things about it. And Chewadle Edgefor, he's okay. Chewadle Edgefor, who you know, the Oscar-nominated film Twelve Years a Slave. Mm-hmm. I think it won. I pay no attention to Oscars because they're it, stupid. Which yes. is a whole rant for another day. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's like from that, like I, you know, him in Love Actually, like he's one like when he pops up in something, I always like oh. It's you know like I like I recognize him. I'm watching like I'm like a good like twenty minutes into Dancing on the Edge and going, that's is okay. It says, but is he like like no oh oh it's him okay. He's like he just completely disappears into the character. And Angel Colby like she you know she's the the jazz singer of you know she's she's the singer of this, this jazz band and she 
like you know like I've seen her in, in like a couple of other things you know but with uh, she just like she stole my heart from the first second on like on Merlin like she just like it was like oh here you go I will give this to you like th- this is yours to keep for the rest of the show so just rip it out of my chest she's incredible like I yeah. love her on Merlin and then to see her like recently like watching Dancing on the Edge it's 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 a whole it's a whole other like skill set mm-hmm. of like what she's doing on uh, what she does on Dancing on the Edge and I just, like she's she's great Angel Colby like if you see her and things. You should. You definitely need to look for her. Definitely. Um, I also have um, to uh, to to continue my 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 streak of, of Brits here. My queen, Miranda Hart. <laughs> Miranda. Um, she she's some. You know, it's like I watch more British television than just about anything. Mm-hmm. I. I I am a sucker for 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 a British detective show, <laughs> like which is why when when Sherlock first first aired on PBS, I was like, I like Sherlock, I like detective stuff. This is okay. I'm gonna give this a shot. And yeah, I I I love me some British shows. The British detective show that that's my favorite. And so I watch a lot. Like I watch Endeavor. I watch Inspector Morris. I watch Inspector Lewis. Um, anything with an inspector, I love. But I also love me some British comedy. Uh, Miranda Hart. I had seen her in like a couple of couple of things here and there. But finally, one day, like I found it was on Hulu. I sat down and I watched her show Miranda. And in, like, the first couple of minutes of the first episode, I was laughing so hard I couldn't breathe. I remember when you saw that. You were text- you texted me about it. And I-, I ended up going and watching the first couple episodes of it. Yeah. Oh, man. It was man. so funny. Um, and she, like, she's such a great comedian. And she's done, um, you know, she she's had plenty, like, she's had plenty of work in, like, the British comedy scene. But, um, and now, like, I think she's kind of getting a little bit of a bigger name for herself because she was recently in the, the Melissa McCarthy movie, um, Spy. The I one, heard good things about the that, one, by the like, way. The one, like, with, with Melissa and, like, Jason Statham and Jude Law. And yeah, I heard some people. really good things about that one. I kind of want to see it now. I just, I haven't had the chance to see it. I, well, I, it, <laughs> Melissa McCarthy is, a, is, a, is one that I like her personally. Yeah. I, I love her in Gilmore Girls. But, like... It really depends on what, what she's in, yeah, for me to want to watch um, her. And but, I wasn't sure about that one, yeah. But then I heard um, some great things. So literally, I saw Miranda Hart in the trailer, and my interest in seeing the movie like skyrocketed. Of course, um, but like as as funny and like this is the thing. It's like her, you know, Miranda Hart. She's like six foot two. Like she's a like oh, she's she's, yeah. she's a tall woman, and like she's very like broad shouldered, and so. A lot of like the comedy of her show comes in like from her be- in in the show. Like I think within like the first couple of minutes, she's mistaken for a man. Mm-hmm. This is a through line of the show, and it's, like she, yeah, it's like she's just so awkward and gangly, um, and just in like in some ways think like if you've. <laughs> If you, like if you've seen Friends, that episode where Rachel and Phoebe like start jogging, and the way that Phoebe runs and embarrasses the crap out of her, the like the running like yeah like this okay 
you can't see this, but I, I, I she demonstrated for me. Yes, I demonstrated if you haven't for Michelle. Seen it, go find the Friends episode. Yeah. It's a half hour. But, go but watch pretty it. much like that right there, that pretty much encapsulates like how Miranda is all the time. And so like so to have that like on the show Miranda, it's it's hysterical. Um and it's like she's just so awkward and um she's awkward and it's it's hilarious. Um but she she all like she takes a little bit of that into her character of chummy on Call the Midwife. And she has done like some incredibly heartbreaking turns on that show. And to go back, you know, what we talked like what I was mentioning earlier with with Catherine Parkinson of of Miranda like like I have like I cry. I have cried watching Call the Midwife and it's been because of Miranda Hart. And she, she's, she's one of my favorite people. Like I, I, I adore that woman. Um, but also on my list, I have <laughs> this one. She's other than a couple, or maybe like one or two, like, um, sort of like, ori- like I think original movies on the Disney Channel. She's pretty much been in the one thing that I know her for. And that's Rowan Blanchard. Yay, Rowan! She's an amazing young woman. I like, and I, I didn't even think about putting her on my list. She's an amazing young woman. And that, that this is the thing. It's like I, she's so good on that show. Mm-hmm. She's incredible. Oh, tears. She she's phenomenal and amazing. And she's she's a teenager. Yes, I'm like, judge us if you will. We yeah, are we adult watch, women. We d- who don't have children who <laughs> record and watch Girl Meets World. Yes, judge us if you will. I don't care. It's like the Aspergers episode. There's an mm-hmm. episode about kids about a kid who has that they think has Aspergers, yeah. and it's brilliant. And she is phenomenal in it. The episode where she's getting bullied, like, yeah. oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't think of her. I'm so proud of you. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> but she's also an amazing human being. Like, she's a yeah. massive feminist. Like, I want to live in a world with people like Rowan Blanchard because yes. she's a sweet, like, a sweet person, and a fe- and, and, and like she's written essays on feminism. When I was her age. No. I don't think we really understood what feminism well, I mean, was. I wasn't when we writing kids. essays about any cultural no. I didn't care. No. I just um, the fact that she's already doing that is is something to be really but proud she, of. She she's one like I I have her on my list because I cannot wait to see like what she does. Mm-hmm. Like I I'm with you. I, like I I'm I'm along for the ride. Like whatever she goes to next, whatever movie she might do, yep. like I'm we'll go see it together. I'm I'm, going. I'm there. I am there. Um I also have, well, again, somebody I love and adore. I love her so much. Paget Brewster. Paget is amazing. Yeah, Paget's great. You know, like she, um, you know, she she had a run on on a series of Friends. She she was Joey's girlfriend who Chandler was in love with. Um, the <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, um, the uh, <laughs> the episode with Chandler in a box. Sorry. That's the <laughs> yes. Anyway, Paget. She's yes. now on the. She's now on what is it? Uh, grandfathered. Grandfathered. And I've seen a few episodes of that, and she's she's like See, my favorite thing about that. Yes, um, Paget. She, she's she's she has such great comedic timing, mm-hmm. and yeah, and I I love her on comedy, and like this is like that's the one thing on uh, like Criminal Minds. You know, Criminal Minds. It's a procedural crime show, and. I, you know, it's like, it, it's fine. 
but it wasn't you know like those first couple of seasons it was like we weren't it, a big was, fan of the of the female before her like of, like she's fine but it just well i don't remember her and name. There, there was a lot it was l l yeah the character of l yeah it, it she was fine it she, just, she wasn't stand out like right and and to be fair a yeah. lot of the first couple of seasons oh, yeah. Everybody else is kind of hidden under the Mandy Patinkin umbrella. This is true. This is super true. I think uh, Goobler, Matthew Gray Goobler, is the only one who kind of because he shares so many. Yes, uh, head, it's head in to head some way. With. Yeah, in some ways, it's um, Spencer is like getting is kind of mentoring Spencer, and so you get yeah. a little bit of that. But other than like you know Hotch and his wife are having a baby in like season one, yeah. you don't really get anything of, of any of the characters outside of their life in the BAU, yeah. and so, and this is, this is gonna sound awful because like he's amazing and I love the man Mandy Patinkin, but I didn't really start loving Criminal Minds until after he was gone and Paget was there. I love all Rossi the time. too, which is yes, oh I do too. Yeah, but um, yeah, Paget. Paget and the chemistry she was able to bring with the rest of the characters. Yes, and that, that's the thing is like before her, like before Emily Prentice, you kind of had these little clicks within mm-hmm. the show. It was like you had like Ellen Derrick, and then Spencer was always doing his own thing, and then like JJ was, you know, she was running some stuff, and then you know like Derrick and and. You know, every, yeah, like clicks. it was, it was yeah, right. it was, it was very like there were kind of clicks within the thing. It was like you always saw these people doing this they hadn't stuff. Really changed up who exactly, like, yeah. and so when you had like you have Emily come in, and you know Paget has that chemistry with everybody, and so you started like seeing a little bit of like the dynamic change, of, of you know she works well like you, and after that they all to me like they all started working well yeah. together. And that, like I said, that was a, a noticeable change for me once you had Emily on the show. And I think in large part that is due to Paget Brewster. And another thing, Paget Brewster, um, if, you've, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you like other podcasts to listen to. The Thrilling Adventure Hour, Paget Brewster as Sadie Doyle, mm-hmm. who's not just like... Frank and Sadie Doyle, they're like my like they're one of my top OTPs. They're amazing. They're they're incredible. And that all comes down to like Paget and Paul. Yes. And and so she Paget is somebody I <laughs> it's not awful. I don't particularly like a lot of the stuff that goes on on Grandfathered, but the episodes I have watched, I have watched specifically because Paget cracks me up. Yeah. Like I I cannot say enough good things about her. Yeah, she's wonderful. She, she I I love that woman. Um this will come as absolutely no surprise to you. Freema Adjaman. I love Freema was almost on my list, but I haven't watched as much stuff with her as you have. Um and we we will discuss this at a future date if we <laughs> haven't already. Um Freema is probably the companion that gets the least love on Doctor Who. Yes. And that's probably what you know her from, If uh, is Martha from Doctor Who. Yes, she's Martha Jones, the character who gets shit more than anybody else, Which I think. is dumb, because Martha's amazing. It, well, except for Mickey, but Mickey's just pretty much forgotten. I love Mickey. I know. Um, I just rewatched season two. I can say that all I want. I love Mickey. <laughs> but to, to have 
I like I I love her. I love her as Martha Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've seen a few clips of her on the Netflix series Sense Eight. Yeah, I've watched a little bit of her as um, I've watched a little bit of her on uh, the Carrie Diaries, which mm-hmm. is on the CW. For me, a thing where she knocks it out of the park, um, and it's like I I I have just recently mentioned like I love me some British crime shows um and probably one that I love more than any of them is Law and Order UK and it's done done sorry go ahead <laughs> had to be done go ahead it, um dun, 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 dun. anyway you take um you know you take the same um you take the same like the stories that they've been telling on you know for for how long was it? Twenty years. Yeah. On the you know the, it was the on for a long yeah the time. the American Law and Order, and you take those and you know you tweak them for a British audience. And the thing it it it's still the same thing. Like I've watched like the first couple of series. I own the first two series of Law and Order UK. I wish I could get more, but no, they won't release them. I'm this close to buying like a region free DVD player just so I can get other seasons of Law and Order UK. I love it that much. Um, but like, you take those stories, you 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 said you give them like the UK translation, and a thing a thing that very quickly noticed. Don't get me wrong, there there are some good relationships on. The regular Law and Order, mm-hmm. like with particularly, particularly like Jerry Orbach and Jesse Martin. Oh my god, two of them! They were my favorite. They, I loved them. Like they're, they're they were my favorite. The first time I partnered. saw Rent, yeah, I was like, oh, it's the detective from Law and Order. It's Detective Green. <laughs> but, Which is why now when I watch Flash, I'm like, it's Detective. Yay, he's still a cop. <laughs> That's what he should be. But the, um. One thing, like I noticed, like I said, moving it to moving Law and Order to the UK, in like here in America, it's definitely focused more on the crime and mm-hmm. like the actual, you know, like the thing that it, like the thing that has been committed. Mm-hmm. In the UK, yes, still very much, but you get these great you there. It breathes a little more. There, I there are some not doing twenty two episode episode seasons either, no. like Law and Order, like no. America does. Um, they, um, like I said, it, it breathes. You mm-hmm. get, like, you get some quiet moments. It's not just bam, 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 bam. And, and so, like, they're, like, you know, like, you see, like, relationships form. And, you know, it's not just, like, okay, these two people work together, they're gonna go solve a crime. It's, you know, you, you get, you know, you get, like, a, a, a sense of relationship between, like, these people and how they work together. And so, Freema plays the the assistant like, I was gonna say assistant district attorney no the assistant crown prosecutor and like she she's fantastic and so she's the one who you know who has to go back and forth between the detectives yeah. and then you know the 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 legal stuff she's the go between and in the American vernacular she'd be like the ADA yeah she's she would be the the assistant district attorney um the you know, good lord, how many how many women did they have playing that part? I don't more, know. More more than we can count. Basically, the the woman who worked like with Sam Waterston, if watching the, watching the American version, 
Um, but there's an episode. Uh, the episode is called Alicia. And it's her character's raped. And then they're prosecuting her rapist. And I like I remember vividly, like, when I watched that, when I watched that episode of the, the American Law and Order, I, I didn't care as much. Because the character who it happened to was, like, the psychiatrist who came in and, you know, like, you know, yeah. who was just, who, who was a guest star. Yeah, well, you know. for me on that show, the only people you cared about were Jerry Orbach Jesse Martin when he was there. Yeah. Or Benjamin Bratt, whoever. Yeah. Like, that, that, that's the only people I really cared about. And sometimes the police, the chief. I liked, yeah. Because I liked her a lot. Yeah. But that was the only people you actually, and you didn't know anything about their home life. Not no, really. nothing. I think occasionally Orbach's character like, would mention something, but it, you didn't really yeah. know anything. It was like, they they all had kids, like, with whom they had relationships of varying degrees. But we all know Sam Waterston is now married to Martin Sheen, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Grace and Frankie. Great show. Can't wait to watch the new episodes. Anyway, um, but like I said, it it was it was a it was a, a character who was you know always just a guest star, mm-hmm. and so you didn't have the emotional investment. Yeah, and so when it happens, a famous character, and it's it's somebody who you know you've spent like six episodes like Billy, like you know her, she's somebody like you see for two thirds, you know, like half if not two thirds of an episode every week. And so to see her go through that mm-hmm. and the moment when she's having to tell the detective, like, not just this person she works with, but someone with whom she's friends. Yeah. And, like, re- like you get more of, like, the look on his face and the look on her face when they're just sitting across from each other and, like, her having to explain this to him. Mm-hmm. And it breaks my heart i nearly cry every time i watch that episode (laughs) and it's because like freema is incredible and like ah what was it was it i think it might have been little dorrit i don't remember but there was some like epically long like bbc adaptation of something that i watched because freema was in it she was maybe in it for 10 minutes of like six hours but I watched, watched it. it for <laughs> I watched it because I was looking for Freema. Um, and last of my number ten, last but certainly not least, Holly Marie Combs, who is definitely on my list. She was probably the first person I thought of. Absolutely. Same here. We've discussed between the two of us, just not on camera or on mic. On whatever. camera, yeah. We have discussed her. Multiple times because she's so brilliant. For years. Oh, yeah. Even. Like, when I watched Charmed, yeah, you'd already seen it. And so I called you. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. The, she, she takes, like, Conway comes, like, she plays, like, um, you know, she plays Piper mm-hmm. on, on Charmed. And audiences now, like, might recognize her more for, you know, playing Ella Montgomery on Pretty Little Liars. She's Arya's mom. Um. And even that, even that show, Mm -hmm. she doesn't get much to do. But when she does, Mm -hmm. she Mm -hmm. elevates everybody around her. She's the best. And for, like, Holly, like, she said, like, she's such a smartass. Like, she plays these smartass characters. And, like, one, I'm already going to love her for that. Oh, yeah. Um, Two... Like she, she has like there's some there's some funny moments on Charmed and like she she pulls off some of the comedy, um, but I don't care how many times I have watched it, I will watch 
the season three episode, Hell Hath No Fury. Mm-hmm. And in which Piper is turned into a fury and it's right after the, it's, I want to say like four or five episodes after we've dealt with Prue's death. And I think it's the one we deal with Prue's I think the funeral is like I the wanna, episode before that maybe? No. I, I don't remember. I, I could look if we wanted to know. I want to say... It's fewer than six episodes yeah, later. It's early. It's, That's yeah, really it's matters. it's within like the first few. It might be three, maybe maybe four. It doesn't matter. Anyway, it's early on Hell Hath No Fury. <laughs> I know. I'm pedantic. I'm sorry. It's okay. I could look it up if I really wanted to know. So. Um, but the moment at the end of it, where like you know they're because you know it's it's supernaturally like supernatural like fantasy show, and so you have like she's been turned into a fury and you know to to get her to to turn back into piper they have to get her to open what was i think they call it like the portal like unexpressed rage within her and everybody thinks you know like her husband thinks that it's you know well like you know i'm a white lady i'm supposed to be able to heal people she's angry at me because i couldn't heal prue her, you know, her other sister thinks she's angry at me because I was off somewhere else and I wasn't here to help, and that's why Prue died. You know, to to varying degrees. Every- Even Paige is like, I'm the one replacing Seen her. Pro- yeah, but Paige is the one who actually under- ultimately understands. Yes. I think. Yes, and so finally, like they they take Piper to to Prue's to Prue's grave and realize, like, no, it's Prue that she's angry at. She's like, like it, and like Paige telling her, it's okay to be angry at her. She left you. Like she's not like she's not here, and it is okay to be mad at her. And that moment where she screams, "How dare!" Like when when Holly Rico screams, "How dare you!" and runs to Prue's grave and starts pounding, like starts pounding the grave. Is like, "How dare you leave me? How dare you think that I could get through any of this without you?" Mm-hmm. And then collapses on the ground and starts to like starts crying. I don't care that episode is probably 10 years old at this point. I don't care that I have watched it more than any other episode. It still makes me cry. You realize it's a lot. It's, it's probably more than 10 years old, right? Hush. <laughs> well, I, I can find out. But... I don't... Hush. Okay. I don't need to hear it. Um, But yeah, the the fact that... And she, she put in those performances week after week. I mean, like that that's me like that that is that that is the apex like that is like yeah well as important the, as all the Holly, Hallywell sisters are, are Piper is your emotional through line absolutely Piper is the one that you come in at the beginning I think it was I don't know if it was supposed to be that way at first mm-hmm. but she definitely became the emotional through line as much as like I don't have a problem with Phoebe I think Phoebe's amazing but but at the end of the day, it's almost Piper's journey. Oh, absolutely. Like the emotional journey it's, that we we end up identifying I've, with the most. I can't remember what, but there was there's something like I'd been listening to, people talking about charmed, and they're like, it's like, well, you know, like at first it like it was okay. It's like, you know, it was it was Shannon Doherty and Alyssa Milano and then some other woman we don't know. It's like mm-hmm. and then they changed it up, like, and it continued on for a few more years. But even then, like, it was Alyssa Milano and uh, Rose McGowan and some woman we don't know. And I'm like, I'm you like, you know, it's like you should absolutely know her. Mm-hmm. It's like because she, like, regularly like put out like these incredible. On like, I remember more about like, Pi- like Piper's journey through the show. I remember more about her storylines than anybody yeah. else on the show. Oh yeah, seconded. And yeah. and it was because, you know, Piper is one of those like you know. 
I'm an only child, so like I don't know if it's the you know like the middle child syndrome of of her of the fact that you know like she had like the one sister who was like super ambitious and like had this thing she wanted to do, and then the other one who was sort of like at the beginning sort of like layabout and had no direction and had no clue what she wanted to do, and so Piper had to be. You know, she had to temper the two of them. She was the peacemaker. Yes, absolutely. She was absolutely the peacemaker. Yeah. And, and so, so she had, you know, she set aside, like, so, you know, like, she wanted to be a chef. And, and, like, she got to do that for a little while, you know, but she had to, yeah. Um, you know, had, like, her wanting to run her own restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then that didn't happen. Like, but she opened her own club. Which worked. It was fine, but it's yeah, let's still... be honest. They opened the club so they could have musical acts on the show. That's the main yes, reason. Yes, and it's because the club. it was the WB. Yeah, that's the main like, reason. That was the club literally existed. yeah. But then much it. you've also got like one of my favorite moments in the club is when Leo has fallen from grace, as yeah. it were, and there's almost like that run across the club yes. to each other moment. Like, but but see, that's the thing. Like, I'm because since I have Holly on my list yes. too, the moment you're talking about with the Fury episode, that is probably the moment I knew I loved her. Yeah. Um. Realizing that she elevates everything she's in was actually a pretty little liar's thing as much, mm-hmm. just a little bit too. Do the, the episode where her fiance <gasps> uh, hits on one of her friends, the her daughter's ho- friends. The man who were. Well, because I mean, <coughs> up to that point, he hadn't been that way. Like, he had I seemed know. like a genuinely nice guy. But then he hits on Hannah. Mm-hmm. And they're it's all afraid friend, to yeah. tell because they think they think that Holly won't believe him. They think Holly's character, Ella, yeah. won't believe him. And she does immediately. And yeah. the look on her face when she's like, I thought this wasn't going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. she she just brings everything up in that episode. Yeah. And then the episode after that where she's dealing with it. Mm-hmm. It's great. Like, like, she doesn't get a lot to do on that show. She no, she really, really does. She's wasted on that show a little uh, bit. Yeah. But I'm most like, of the adults on that show are wasted. It's like, other than Hannah's mom, like, you know, <laughs> be, like, there's so much that happens to, to, to Ashley Marin. It's yeah, ridiculous. I'm like, but... But yeah, like, like I'm not done with... I'm not caught up or anything right. like that. But, but yeah, where, like, for me, Holly shines in that mother character mm-hmm. there. Absolutely. Whereas even on, like, you know, Charmed, she played a mother later on. Yeah. But she was always Mother Ring. Oh, absolutely. On, on Charmed. But yeah, she's she's amazing. Everything I've ever seen her in, I'm always like, oh, Holly, yay. Yeah. She... All the yay. She, she is someone who, like, I, I don't care... You we could, could talk for three hours about Holly. We, we absolutely could. Like, like just, I, I could do a breakdown of like all the episodes, like where she's made me cry. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. The the one where Leo gets like taken away. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, yeah. No. Nope, like, right. Nope. Like in in like their their seventh se- season. Yeah. Well, that, but also the uh, like their secret wedding. Oh, that like, one. Yeah. Where they're trying to get married. Rutabaga. Yeah. Rutabaga. Um, like where they're trying to get married and like, he's like ripped out, like as they're saying their vows, just like when she collapses and there's just, so much like Piper and Leo are an OTP. Like they're, yeah, hundred percent honest. They are and to me like that. That's another thing is like the through line of that show is Piper and Leo's relationship. Oh, absolutely. Cause, cause he's introduced in like the early on in the first early, season yeah. as the, the handyman at the house. Yeah. It's not until the end of the first season. We find out he's a lot more than that. Yeah. But, and then you have, you know, the, they can't be together because it's against the rules. They're going to try to be together anyway. They get married. They start having a family and then they have to separate. And then a lot of the impetus of the last season yeah. is that Leo has been taken away by death until mm-hmm. Piper can fulfill her destiny. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah, it's very much this, like as yeah. much as it, I think it is about the sisters too. Cause 
Because I don't yeah. want to say like the sisters aren't important. We, the sisters are where the power comes from. Yes, but the emotional resonance. Well, yeah, is, and even because like honestly, the sisters wind up with guys they meet in the last two seasons. I think the last season even. Yeah, it's just it's, kind of it's like I like the guys they wind up with. They're fine, but they're kind of thrown together. Whereas. Leo. We, we we care about Piper and yeah. Leo because it's been there from the beginning. You care about and, Piper and Leo because you've watched them grow up together. Yeah. And, like, and grow together. Yeah, yeah, and not only that, it's... Like, as an aunt, like you're invested in their relationship. Exactly. yeah. Because, like, un- like, other than... Um, like, with Paige, like, we never really... we Like, there was one guy that she was kind of interested in, and then the douchebag turned out to be married. Um, Nate. Yeah, I remember... <laughs> Um, but he... And there was the dude that was a warlock that she didn't know was a warlock. God. Yeah. That guy. Seriously. I'd forgotten. The ch- before Leo, like, like other than Leo, their love sucks. Their yeah, love lives are awful. But, like, with... There's the guy where Phoebe... Where it's uh, Billy Zane and he died. Yeah. We no. Have, just no. That was a fucking waste. Like, Billy Zane, like, three episodes, that's all we got. I, like, I wake up angry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, is that is that all of your list, hun? Yes, um, I I did have a couple of honorable mentions, like people that was like I I want to include them, but I love these other people just slightly more. Um, one of them is Elizabeth Mitchell. Yeah, she's great. She um, like from from Lost, she she guessed it on Once Upon a Time. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I knew her most for until I watched Lost was she she was on I want to say like fifteen like maybe like fourteen fifteen episodes of ER. Oh, yeah. And I used to watch ER. Like, re- I should not have been watching ER. But it's like, my parents were cool. Um, I, I loved ER. Like, we watched it at the start. But uh, but her and uh, there's a, a British actress called uh, named Anna Chancellor. Which, uh, Anna Chancellor, um, is she, <laughs> you've seen the movie What a Girl Wants. Yeah. With, uh, with Colin Firth and Amanda Bynes. Yes, she She's the, the soon-to-be stepmother. I, yeah, I know who Anna Chancellor is. Um, but the thing that, like, I love her more than anything in this world uh, is her work on The Hour. When she plays, mm. she plays Lick yep. Storm. I've seen commercials and stuff for that. She's amazing. But that's, th- those Those are my favorites. Okay. Well, we, I'm just gonna, we already covered Holly yes. Marie. Holly so Holly Hall. Marie is my, is one of my favorites. Yes. Um, I'm gonna be honest, most of mine are gonna come from sci-fi shows. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> That's fine. Most of mine came from British shows. I, I so. feel like b- between Brit like sci-fi shows, I've complained about this for a long time. They get a lot of disrespect. Yes. Like, oh, you're on that little sci-fi show. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're on that little cable show. Like yeah. well, not cable like HBO, cable like TNT. Oh, well then you don't yeah. matter. Um so most of mine are going to be from that type mm-hmm. of thing to be I'm gonna be fair about it and let you warn you ahead of time. Um, but yeah, Holly Marie Combs is one. Amanda Tapping, uh, which is my Stargate SG-1 soapbox again. Uh, she is a brilliant woman, like just flat out brilliant. Uh, she is a writer, director, producer, actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, She's great. A little bit more mainstream. People would know her from Supernatural. Mm-hmm. She played, I think it was Naomi. Yes. Um, she was an angel who lobotomied bad, cast bad, bad things she wasn't good but she was sort of good like she was a very gray area she was she, awesome yeah she was one of those characters you were like oh um, just i i don't like this character we need to kill her wait no they killed her no come back yeah uh she's one of on on sorry sg1 she plays a female scientist a astrophysicist mm-hmm. who can kick butt yes like who doesn't want to see that right she's awesome um, she's amazing as, as dr sam carter um she's 
10 seasons of that plus a season of Stargate Atlantis mm-hmm. where she played the same character and the two movies other than and like she's a great character she gets a little bit of a romance but her romance never defines her yeah um, although she is jokingly they joke that she's a black widow because a lot of her guys <laughs> die but you know they're usually aliens so it happens does, um, she, does she have the same Winchester curse well no because she dates a Deloise and he gets to live <laughs> okay she dates a Deloise but he dies or not uh-huh. dies. He doesn't die. He she breaks up with him because she realizes she's in love with someone else. Because she's afraid he's gonna die. No, she's <laughs> she's totally just using him because she's totally in love right. with someone else. But she can't be with that someone else because uh-huh. it's illegal. Stupid. That, that poor Deloise. Stupid command chain thing. But anyway, <laughs> she's great in that. Like she's really good in that. She started writing and uh, uh, no directing, I guess, toward the end. Yeah. Uh, and then she did a little web series, like how it started uh, about a thing called Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And she produced that, directed some. I think she wrote some. And then they ended up making that into a series, which lasted four seasons on the mm-hmm. Sci-Fi Channel. It, um, it's one of the... It's on my list of things I need to watch. It's, yeah, you'll love it, because it's like monster... Uh-huh. It, it, they call monsters abnormals in it. And she uh-huh. runs like a, a place for abnormals right. to keep them safe from the world. Um, I mean, it's a little bit of an alternate history type thing. Yeah. She's immortal on that show, though, which is kind of cool. awesome. Uh, so she's like... She's this great actress that nobody knows about because she's Canadian. Mm-hmm. Like, like people just don't know about her. Like, mad props to her from the start. So like, I'm just going to give you a tiny story <laughs> to explain why I love her, other than the fact that she's an amazing right. woman or amazing actress. She, when she was auditioning for the role of Sam Carter, yes, they gave her the outfit. Like, she was pretty much in the door, had the job. Oh, cool. Uh, they gave her the outfit that they wanted Sam to wear. Yeah. It was a little tank top. And of like, course it fucking was. And like... It, I don't remember exactly what it was, but she looked and then she went, it's like, is this what the guys are wearing? And they said, no. And she went, bring me what the guys are wearing. I'm not wearing this. And if that means I lose my job, I lose my job. But there is no way that a, no. she was a captain in the mm-hmm. in the Air Force at the time, like the character was. Yeah. She's like, there's no way a, a, physis- a, a astrophysicist and a captain in the Air Force would wear this. I am not wearing it. And if it cost oh. me my job, it cost me my job. She's like, in her head, she was freaking out. But she did that, and so they brought back the BDUs that the guys wore, and that's 90% mm. of the time, she wears the same thing the guys yeah. do. The- Which, for me, tells you a lot about her as a human being. Mm-hmm. Like, I get so excited about her, sorry. The- but the fact that she uh, she there- stood her ground for moment one, and she's never caved on her ground. She, it's like... Yeah. She's awesome. And, I, and she's huge into into producing other things. She produced mm-hmm. Space Milkshake, which is a, a movie. Right. With her and Robin Dunn, who's on a yes. Sanctuary. Somebody may know him from Cruel Intentions 2, <laughs> which is a shame because he's so much better than Cruel Intentions 2. I don't know um, anybody who has seen that movie. Yeah, I saw the end of it and I went, oh, Robin Dunn, I'm so disappointed in your uh, life choices. You, you, you need to see the first one. I do. That's on our that's on our list like, somewhere. You, but, you um, have to watch it through the, through the, through yeah, the 90s. So, the 90s nostalgia lens. True. So there's, that's Amanda. Yes. Um, Beth Reesgraff from. She was uh, so close to being on my uh, list. I, I love the, the first that woman. real thing I saw her from was Leverage, mm-hmm. which we, we've we discussed Leverage on the Guys episode because yes. Christian Kane and Aldous Hodge. Yes. But um, she, <laughs> the first way she's introduced on that show is 10 pounds of crazy in a five pound sack, which is said by Christian Kane. Yes. It's a great quote. And it pretty much defines the character of Parker. Absolutely. Parker is a thief who really has not had the best life. No. She doesn't really have the moral code that other people have. No, she really does um, not. But she becomes like this this great character and you follow this beautiful story. But to follow that up with Maeve from Criminal Minds. Yes. Which is, which the character of Maeve on Criminal Minds is a, is a 
couple episodes. She's only on a few episodes. Yeah, it's um, before she passes away, but it's awful. And it's murdered by like, Michelle Trachtenberg. That hoe. I know. Uh, but yeah, she she's away Spencer's happiness. Yeah, <laughs> it's awful. Like it's I know. like she's the love interest for Spencer. She's she's dealing with the fact that she's been stalked. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's she's really great. And then now she's on. Uh, she's guest starred on the Librarians a couple of times yes. too, as one of the ladies in the lake. Which mm-hmm. Librarians is a phenomenal show that I highly recommend people it's watch. So good. Um, because very few people. It's, it's not a hugely popular show. But it's on TNT, and I I feel like yeah. people just don't they just it's, don't think about that when because yeah. a lot of people have switched to like not doing cable, and so you lose yeah, stuff so, like that. Um, yeah, if if yeah, if I didn't come over here a couple of times a week, I'd never get to see the librarians. Yeah, yes, you would because I would force you to. <laughs> um, I'd be like, "You're coming over. I'm coming over there. Someone is going somewhere, and this is going to be watched." Um, but yeah, it's a great show. But Beth has had a couple of guest spots here and there. But yeah, her her characters, I mean. There's the episode of Leverage where uh, Aldous is in the grave. Yes. And she's talking on the phone to this guy. And she, like I said, has no, not just moral, but she's very emotionally different. Detached. She has her emotions, but but not because of the way she's been raised and the way she's lived her life. Yeah. She's just not, she doesn't have normal emotions. She doesn't know how to deal or process normal emotions. And and yeah, so she's trying to figure out, and and she loves this guy. Like she... Mm -hmm. At that point, I can say she 100% loves him, but there's no way she's ready to face that. She's not ready to eat any pretzels, well, um, which yeah. becomes a, a metaphor. In, in, yeah, in disguising how much, like, that she, that she loves Hardison and is not ready to admit it, there's a woman who, like, who basically becomes the leverage team's client. Yeah. Who, like, they're, they're trying to help, and he and the girl are kind of flirting and she breaks a beer bottle with her bare hand. (laughs) Like she, she rages the fact that he's flirting with someone else. And she doesn't understand what she feels. Like she she just pull out, doesn't understand that she's feeling jealousy. And Beth Reesgraff plays that beautifully. Like, like you totally 100% buy that. Mm -hmm. She is awesome and crazy. Um, but then when she plays Maeve, I buy that she's actually completely intelligent woman who's dealing with being stalked. Yes. So yeah, She's amazing. Love Beth Reesgraff. Um, then I have Kim Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Who, if you don't know who Kim Rhodes is, um, she plays Sheriff Jody Mills on Supernatural. I love her. I love her. I love um, her. To go way, way nostalgia on you, she plays the mom on Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. <laughs> oh, man. Um, she's been in a bunch of things, like just yeah. as a guest star and, and not really... I, I'm waiting for the spinoff show. The, Jody the wayward, and Donna. The Jody and Donna Wayward Mom spinoff show. Like, I want yes. that. But, but yeah, like, she's just great. I mean, I don't even have that much I have to say about her, because she's just great. If you haven't seen her on Supernatural, you're missing out. Because mm-hmm. anyone who walks up and slaps a Winchester, I'm on board. Yes. Uh, any woman who walks up and smacks him mm-hmm. for not keeping in, in touch. Like, Ellen was another woman on that yep. show that I loved. Um, but, yeah, like, and Jody is still alive, mm-hmm. which is rare for people on that show for me to be able to say. Knock on wood. Knock on... That's sort of wood. Um, but, yeah, like, like Jody is a great character, and Kim, Kim loves her. Kim, yes. Kim will not allow her to be mistreated, which right. is my favorite thing about Kim, probably. Um, yes. She's very active on Twitter and stuff. She's awesome. Uh, and then I have, um, like I said, there's going to be a lot of like fantasy mm-hmm. and, and sci-fi. The next person I have is Claudia Black. Mm-hmm. Um, Claudia Black, how do you describe Claudia Black? <laughs> Claudia Black's amazing. Um, Claudia is uh, most, I don't even know what she's most known for. 
probably pitch black. She she's in yes. pitch black with uh with Vin Diesel, Diesel. And she's great in that. Like I've seen it. She's great. But what I know her from uh, is two different things. Once again, Stargate SG-1. Uh-huh. She plays the character of Vala, who is a space pirate vixen. <laughs> Con woman. Like, the first, her first introduction, she beats the crap out of Michael Shanks' character, which is just like, yeah. I'm immediate. And he calls her a fruitcake, and then she kisses him. Like, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's an immediate, like, I love this woman. I want her here all the time. Uh, and she ultimately joins the cast in seasons 9 and 10. Um, but the other, the big sci-fi thing, which was on this, like, a sci-fi original original series that they did mm-hmm. was called Farscape. It was right. Uh, it was okay. filmed in Australia. It's a brilliant show. Uh, Jim Henson's Muppet Company did all the, the puppets. Shop. The, the, did the, yeah, did the, the creatures, the creature all the creatures for the show. Um, some of them look, I mean, you for, like they were able to bring them to life and interact with them in such a way that you forget their puppets. Um, oh, the creature shop. The, I mean, they look like puppets. Yeah. They, they don't, but but the way that they allow the actors to interact with them, yes. like the actors start to be able to touch them at some point. Yeah. And they're told they have to be very careful. Right. But I think the way they phrased it was the moment the main actor in the show, which is uh, Benjamin Browder, who also joined Stargate SG-1 later, which mm-hmm. is hilarious. But the moment he touched the puppet, they said the show changed. Like they were able to make them real. Yeah. Uh, and Claudia plays the main, main love interest, main female in that show. Mm-hmm. But once again, she's just a kick butt woman who is like a fighter pilot, basically. And, like, the first thing she does is wind up beating the crap out of the main guy. Like, I guess that's just a theme I have with her. Um, but Vala and uh, her character's name is Erin on Farscape. Yeah. Are almost polar opposites. Vala uses her sexuality to mm-hmm. to con people and to get her way. Erin doesn't even, like, Erin was raised in a warrior society called the Peacekeepers. Yeah. That... Pretty much, you ha- you had your quote unquote recreation time with other officers, and it did not interfere with anything. Like, right. sexuality was not not a thing that, that you dealt with. Um, but as a show progresses through Farscape, she begins to become more human. Like, there's a whole ep- there's an episode because Crichton, which has been Browder's character, is from yeah. Earth. She is not, but they fall in love, mm-hmm. and he wants her to come to Earth with him and meet his family, and and she's like terrified that she'll never fit in on Earth. Because mm-hmm. she wants to, like, she does want to be there with John. She loves John, but she doesn't think she'll fit in on Earth, and so she's not going to go with him. Uh, at the end of one season, she winds up leaving, and you, he realizes as she's left that she's pregnant. Mm. Like he didn't know up until that moment, and like lots of other crap is going on because that show is amazing. Like get through the first, I would say, six episodes, and you're in. Yeah, because uh, like the facial makeup is beautiful. It's it's a great show, but Claudia Black and Ben Browder make that show because yeah. you have to have that you almost have to have that main couple yeah type thing and they fight back and forth. At one point, he gets a clone. There's a there's two of him. He's not a clone. He's the same person, mm-hmm. but there's two of him. Yeah, and she ends up getting together with one of them, and that one dies. Mm. And then she ends up rejoining the other the, where the other one is. And she, he was like, "Well, you were with you were with me. It just wasn't." And she's like, "No." It's not like, no, I've mourned him. I'm mourning him. Yeah. It's a, like, it's just, it's painful in a visceral way. It's like, like, this is a show I'm going to have to get you to watch at some point. Cause like the creature it, shop. And, yeah. It's, it's definitely been on my list for a while. Oh, yeah. It's just, and it's hard for me to like sit down and watch yeah. the show, especially right now. But yeah, oh, that's like yeah. Claudia. And like I said, her character on Stargate, um, Vala is a con woman who isn't very trustworthy, who goes in two seasons. She's disliked by a lot of fandom, and I don't really understand why, mm-hmm. except for that she came into an already existing show, which is always... P- 
people don't like the flirty. They don't. They don't think she fits. But I think that's what they needed mm-hmm. because uh, Richard Dean Anderson. <laughs> don't do it <laughs> because Richard Dean Anderson had left the show. They'd kind of lost some of the snark that mm-hmm. that he brings. Yeah, and she brought that snark back for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Browder was his character is too much because he joined the same time she did. Yeah, and he's more hero worshipy of of the original people, and so she brings the snark hard, mm-hmm. like amazingly hard. Bo Bridges joins in that season as well. Bo Bridges, and so you have Bo. At one point, you have Bo Bridges, Ben Browder, and Michael Shanks all in the mm-hmm. same. Like when she comes to Earth, and they are all. Brown hair, blue eyed, mm-hmm. around the same height, men. Yeah. She makes a comment about the genetic diversity of, of Earth. She's like, that's a little strange. Yeah. But just, I mean, and then she goes with her Daniel because she loves Shanks' character. Mm-hmm. But yeah, love her uh, in a lot of different things. She's, like I said, she's in other things as well, but those are the two mm-hmm. big ones. And then I have Jewel State. Um, most of you probably, if you know her, mm-hmm. you've heard of her from Firefly. Uh, she plays the mechanic Kaylee. <laughs> I love her on Firefly. I do. Jen, Kaylee, Kaylee's one of the sweetest, kindest people in the world. Uh-huh. Yeah? Oh, nothing. There, I I guarantee nobody remembers this show but me. This was in the the early, early days of the of Disney Channel doing its, like, original television shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking, like, pre-Lizzie McGuire yep. crap. Um, she did a show with Ben Foster. Yes, she did. Called Flash Forward. Yes, she and did. And I loved it more than anything I was in say, the I world. I saw pieces of that. I didn't see very much of it. Oh, I watched all of it. Well, we like, at the time didn't it have... Was, I didn't have any way to watch it, but yeah. Well, we had a satellite. Like, I got to see it, like, four times a day. Yeah, it's, it's just a um, channel, yeah. So, it, like, I would come home from school and, like, get, you know, like, get started on my homework and all that, and it, it would come on in the afternoon block on Disney. I watched it all the time like she and ben foster were so good i like i loved her like going all the way back then like i've loved jewel state for probably two-thirds of my life i, I mostly love her for kaylee i'm not gonna yeah. lie like kaylee and the kaylee and simon of it on firefly yes she's also on stargate atlantis um yeah. although her character on stargate atlantis is kind of divisive mm-hmm. I-, I like her for the most part Mm-hmm. Uh, but she does, she comes in to be the doctor and she replaces the doctor that I love. Yeah. Played by a man named Paul McGillian, who probably should have been on my actor list because he's amazing. Um, but yeah, she replaces his character because his character, things happen, people mm-hmm. leave and that's the way it happens. Um, when actually his character got killed, there was uh, people picketing the studio to to bring him back. Like it was insane. Uh, the save Carson Beckett. And like, to me, that's awesome to have that mm-hmm. effect on a show that had been on for three years. Like that's yeah. crazy. But she joined in season four to become the doctor wound up, uh, mm-hmm. kind of becoming a romantic interest for a character, which some people did not like. Some people did. Like I said, she's kind of divisive. Some people hate her. She's not my favorite character on that show. Although the fact that she chooses, uh, the character of Rodney McKay over Jason Momoa <laughs> oh, has got to make you how, question her sanity. How can you pick anybody over Momoa? Uh, yeah, because Jason Momoa is on Stargate Atlantis. So if you need a reason to watch Stargate Atlantis, he is on in starting season two. I'm just saying. That is a reason to watch, man. That is a beautiful man. Anyway, although he has, he has dreads the whole time. I'm not a huge fan of his dreads. He gets a wig of dreads later because he, he cut his hair. Yeah. It's really weird. But You told me about that. But yeah, Joel is great. Um... Then I have Allison Scagliotti, Scagliotti mm-hmm. from Warehouse 13, mostly. She's been in a lot of other things. I'm going to focus on Warehouse 13. She's Claudia. It's a great show. It crosses over with Eureka, which we've mentioned mm-hmm. in other stuff. Claudia Donovan. Um, she plays, yep, she plays Claudia Donovan. She's the hacker 
slash becomes so much more than just a hacker. Mm-hmm. Um, she she's the team little sister. Yeah, the team little but, sister. That's, yeah, yeah. But she grows up. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like I think her character is seventeen when Claudia is introduced. She's sixteen, seventeen, maybe eighteen. Like she's yeah. she's really young. Uh, the others are all seasoned, you know. Yeah, agents by this point. Yes, and yeah, so she's. She's a great character. She's a great actress. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen her on Smallville. She played one of the Wonder Twins, believe it or not, <laughs> uh, which are in one episode. So don't get too excited. Um, but yeah, she's been on other things too. I just nothing. I have to look it up. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, those are that's the big thing is Warehouse Thirteen. Her character yeah starts off in an emotionally dark place. Oh, absolutely. Uh, like she's been in an in insane asylum off and on because of stuff that happened with the warehouse. Yeah. Uh, by the end of the series, she's. I mean, she's head bitch in charge. She's amazing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so then uh, my next one's Erica Durance. Mm-hmm. One, she's a little bit of a divisive one to put on this list. I wasn't, I debated. I adore her. I know a lot of people have problems with her. She is my, one of my favorite Lois Lanes, mm-hmm. which is going to probably get me, you know, burned. But <laughs> I, sm- the thing about Smallville, a lot of people got a little too into the Lana Clark story. Mm-hmm. without remembering that, hey, he doesn't wind up with Lana. Lana is not his soulmate. You can think that all you want, and the show does a really bad job of proving why they don't work together. Yeah. Um, that's my biggest, uh, that's probably my biggest complaint about the show, I, is, is they don't, right. they don't adequately show why Clark and Lana don't belong together. Yes. And as, as someone who, I watched, I watched all of the first season when it originally aired, I watched some of the second season. And even, like, as time went on, even, like, not being an active viewer of the show, Mm -hmm. I knew even from not watching it that they were dragging Clark and Lana on too long. They dragged it way, yeah, they dragged it after seven seasons. I mean, really, for, technically, they're kind of together in season five for, like, a hot minute. Uh, And then she gets together with Lex, Mm -hmm. which is fine. Like, I don't actually mind most of that stuff. Um, I don't like how long it drags out seasons one through four, because I think it's unnecessary. But for me, once you introduce Lois Lane, Lana becomes superfluous. Yes. And they introduce Lois Lane in season four. Mm-hmm. Um, and Erica comes in to play, to play this character, this very well-beloved character, and she's got the snark and the sass and the inability to spell that we expect from Lois Lane. Yeah. Like, it's great. She has that. She, she snarks at Clark from moment one. Mm-hmm. Um, she's there to investigate her cousin's supposed death. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want these things? Like... This is what I want in Lois for for the most part, mm-hmm. and then you know as time goes by, there are a few things that I complain about with later seasons with her. I don't, I think because they ended up taking a very accelerated route the last few seasons. Yeah. I have some issues with with the way they characterize Lois. Um, but for me, the Lois Lane you meet in season four is Lois, and then by the end of the show, she and Clark are in this very comfortable place, and they're great. And Erica can play all of that. She plays the Smallville, punch him in the shoulder, you're just a big dork, mm-hmm. to Superman, you know, she's got to come up with the name Superman, she's in love with this dude, and, like, when she realizes she's in love with him and he doesn't know, yeah, is a, like, that's great stuff. Um, but yeah, so there's lots of great stuff there. She also is now on Saving Hope, which mm-hmm. is a Canadian show with Michael Shanks. Uh, she also was on an episode of Stargate SG-1, which sounds really weird. That like Just one episode, though. Uh, she, Canadians. Canadians. They do everything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she on that episode, it's one of... It's a really great episode, because an alien that's been on since the first episode gets to move off base. His name is Teal'c. Yeah. And he meets Erica Durant's character. And they kind of... Like, she has an abusive boyfriend, 
and he basically runs him off, which he is a big old black dude, like big old dude, like Chris Judge. They have him and Jason Momoa fight in, an, in a mm-hmm. later episode, and Chris Judge is just a little bit shorter than Momoa. Yeah. And wider. <laughs> wider at that point. Now he's probably not wider. But, yeah, his, he's, like, bigger arms, and yeah. he's just a big old dude. And this is a little scrawny, like, mm-hmm. wussy white guy. And Chris Judge, and he, it's great, because he just walks out and he goes, is there a problem? Like, just mm-hmm. not threatening whatsoever. And then the guy tries to punch him, and he almost breaks his hand, because yeah. he catches it. Like, this is not going to happen. Um, but he and, he and Erica's character have kind of a love, like, they sleep together, which is the only time he sleeps with a human woman in the whole show. Yeah. But it's a great, it's a great episode. It's one of my favorites. But, um, with, with that character. But yeah, she's, she's not, you don't ever see her again. But then now she's on mm-hmm. Saving Hope with one of Chris right. Judge's co-stars. Um, and there are a couple on that show. But yeah, she's, she's done other things and stuff. But those are kind of the big ones for me that I just love. Right. Uh, and then we have Deacon Lockman, uh, is my dollhouse pick, which sounds weird. Okay. Um, I was like, she that name played, familiar. She played Priya mm-hmm. or Sierra, two different names because yeah. they're the same person, but she kind of got her identity erased. Um, has one does on dollhouse. Deacon's also on one hundred the one hundred. She she was on it. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Gotcha. She was also on Torchwood Miracle Day. Believe <laughs> it or not, which I'm ashamed exists, but you know whatever. She gets her head snapped around backwards, and like she's on a she's on one episode. It's not a big deal. She fights okay. Jack or Gwen on a plane. <gasps> oh, yeah, poor Deacon. Shield. She's on Shield. Who is she on Shield? Is it she Sky's mom? Oh, good call. Okay, so she's also on Shield, as my husband just reminded me. <laughs> uh, she plays Sky's mom, the head of the. Uh, the the Inhumans Jinmei yeah Jin something Jingmei I, I don't think it's Jingmei because the Melinda May that would be weird I think it's it's Jaying Jaying there we go it. sorry yeah. I don't know what I was thinking of she's played Jaying the head of the Inhumans in season two of Shield of Agents mm-hmm. of Shield uh, and she's great I mean that that to me that's once again like Dollhouse as much as people didn't love it mm-hmm. showcased an actor like you yeah. could as an actor you could probably make a reel of stuff you did oh from per- that show. absolutely because she played a hippy dippy art student yeah who commits murder and that's how she gets in the dollhouse uh a backup dancer for a britney spears type mm-hmm. thing or i guess she was a fan eliza was the backup dancer but yeah so she's like a a total fangirl that then switches into assassin mode mm-hmm. uh the naive sweet vulnerable person like i talked about before with a doll um, and she so like she plays once again. You play about forty different characters in the span of two seasons. Yeah, and then by the end of the show, she's a mother. Like it's mm-hmm. great. Uh, I know a lot of people. Like a lot of people that show is very not people's cup of tea. I say watch it all the way through, and you won't regret it. Um, the last person on my list is Ksenia Solo. Okay. People know her from Lost Girl mostly. She plays uh, on Lost Girl. She plays Bo's best friend Kenzie. Um. Kenzie is this cute little, like, human grifter that runs into her. Lost Girl's about a succubus finding her place in the fey world. Mm-hmm. But Kenzie is the human. Like, jokingly, not jokingly, she's referred to frequently as the pet human by the other fey. <laughs> um, but she can handle herself. Yeah. And, like, I, Kenzie's character goes through crap and crap all the time. Like, she, her character, I don't think she's even in the last season very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, her character goes through, goes through so much and like, she tries to get powers at one point cause she's tired of being the pet human. Yeah. And, and she, like, but then 
turn around and she was on orphan black for a few episodes orphan black if you haven't watched it you go watch it like he hasn't seen it yet it's gonna happen like yeah it's it's one of those you want to watch you haven't had a chance yeah no but it's amazing um and Ksenia, it, it's one like i've held off on because i know once i get into it i'm gonna like deep dive yeah and i just i've not um, had time yeah well Ksenia is on an episode or two not not very many of the show she um she basically plays a love interest and to tatiana maslani one of tatiana maslani's characters yeah. which one of the clones yeah tatiana maslani is my one of my honorable mentions she's brilliant but um yeah, Ksenia is on maybe two, three episodes, not very many. And essentially the character Tatiana, one of the characters Tatiana plays, gets super paranoid and winds up like they end up breaking up because mm-hmm. she's like, I'm not going to have this craziness in my life. It's not happening. Um, and then we wind up having to save her. Like stuff happens, but she's a totally different, not like a cutesy little little character like she was on yeah. Lost, on Lost Girl. But yeah, so Ksenia is amazing. I'm looking forward to seeing what else Ksenia does. Yeah. Uh, but then, like I said, my on, that's, that's all for my actual lists. Mm-hmm. Although Jessica N- Nicole was on... Jessica. Jessica. I keep doing that. Jessica Nicole was on my honorable mentions. Tatiana Maslany, who, like I said, she plays about six different characters on Orphan Black. And not just plays them shallowly. Like, they all have background yeah. and... and and dimension and you know which one is talking mm-hmm. like she imper- okay to go like inception she Tatiana Maslany plays one character a character named Allison pretending to be Sarah like it's crazy yeah. and then like later on Sarah pretends to be Allison we've Josh and I have discussed it we forget yeah, that, that it's that's, one person that's the one person yeah she's brilliant like absolutely 100% freaking brilliant in that show she has gotten Emmy nods for it which is why I decided yeah. not to put her uh, on the list. list but yeah and then the other person is Alex Kingston um, she was this close to being on my list Alex is for those of you who don't know, she plays River Song on Doctor Who. She was on ER. See, that's the thing. Like, uh, I, she, I saw her first on ER. Yeah, I loved her yeah. for years on ER. Um, what was her name on ER? Do you remember? Uh, I Eliz- remember she, Elizabeth Corday. Right, she was Elizabeth Corday. She, she was, was Mark Green's wife. Like, yep. And I loved her. Like, she was great on that show. She brought me to tears when Mark Green died. <sighs> yeah. Um, but then her character, River Song... Is amazing, flirty, jumpy. Like, like I mm-hmm. love River Song. Like, I know a lot of people don't, but I do. And River, like, I love River. And then she plays the mother to the Black Canary. Yeah, White Canary. <laughs> she's she's she, Mrs. Lance. She's not. Di- yeah, she's Dinah Lance. <laughs> and she's only on a few episodes. Mm-hmm. But the one she's on, I mean, she, right. she's great because she's her. Yeah. And uh, like, she was on episode of NCIS. Like, literally, I'm like, Alex Kingston's going to be yeah. on this. I'm there. She, she, like, I want to say that she did some episodes of, uh, of Upstairs Downstairs. Probably. Yeah, on, she did. She did. Uh, yeah, she did. She did. She absolutely um, did. Yeah. But yeah, if she's on it, I'm willing to be there. Like, oh, that's, absolutely. I don't I always get to be because sometimes you can't, like, I don't yeah. have time in the day to go watch <laughs> everything she's done. But yeah, like, I, I love her and she's, she's always going to be one of my favorite actresses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wholeheartedly so, yeah. her. So that is my, that's my list. Yeah. The thing is, about this list, it was interesting. We talked about, we both had trouble making this list. Yes, we both did. Like, when, when we talked about, when we talked about doing this, the, these top ten lists of actors and actresses, I think, like, we both immediately came up with, like, 17 actors. At least. And, yeah, it was like, I, I had at least, like, 15, and, like, I pared it down yeah. to, to 10 and then two honorable mentions. Yeah. And 
it took me days to come up with 10 women and then two honorable mentions. Yeah, which is ridiculous, but that's yeah. the only reason I can think of, because I watch a lot of television. Yes. And there are we women out you. there who are amazing. I watch Supergirl. Mm-hmm. It's a great show. It's a great female-led show. Yes. Um, I just didn't feel like any of those people yeah. really quite, quite met my criteria. But um, for the most part, the female-led shows either aren't that great... Or they're not promoted in such a way yeah. that pulls you in enough to want to watch well, and, it. And female actresses yeah. on great shows yes. frequently don't get anything they, to do. Yes, and they, they take take second fiddle a lot. Because I love Supernatural. I will I I will mm-hmm. you know always say that. I love Supernatural. But season three, they screwed over their women. Like yeah, they did. They had there's no they moment. Had, they had two great female characters yeah. who like they had great moments in the show, but they weren't ever given more than just this little bit. Yeah, and like I think that's true. Unfortunately, true of a lot of shows. Like, mm-hmm. like they'll have great female characters. Like Ziva David is a great character. Yeah, and she gets some great moments early on. Mm-hmm. But like, but after a while, she just kind of becomes... yeah. And so it's hard for me to yeah. remember to put them on the list. I'm like, oh yeah, or or because there's so few, they get recognized. So I don't put them on the list yeah it's, it's like when you have um like or you know, um a thing that's you know been like raging for the past few weeks of what sleepy hollow did to abby meal like to abby Mills. But I thought she voluntarily and left yes but, but it's because they, they messed up her character they so messed badly up her character. Yeah. it's like they um it's like they sublimated like the female characters in in favor of propping up the mm-hmm. male characters. Yep. And, and like, at one point, you know, like, Abby's sister, like, gets, like, relegated to kind of, like, a love interest for a white guy. And. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, just. We're, we're getting to a place where it's getting. I thought it was getting better. I say yeah. that as we have these problems with. Yes. With that. But, like, there's shows like Jessica Jones that exist now. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't pay anybody from that show on my list. But they're all brilliant. Like, every woman on that show yeah. is amazing. And when it's, you know, people like Kristen Wiig and, uh, you know, Carrie Ann Moss and... Kristen who? Ritter. Ritter. Sorry, why Kristen Wiig, Wiig is not on Jessica I'm Jones. I'm sorry. Let's make that clear. I don't know why that Kristen popped Ritter. in my head. Yeah. Thank you for saving me there. Yeah. But yeah, Kristen Ritter... Um, sorry. <laughs> just, it happened. It happened. Um. I just didn't want anybody to get confused. Well, considering, like, you're Richard Dean Anderson. Richard Dean Anderson. Robert Downey Jr. I keep doing Flip that. Flip-flop, I'm like, yeah. I'm a loud one. They have three. They have, there's, they're both RD. Give me a break. They're both RD three-name people. <laughs> sort of. But yeah, like, yeah. It's, but you know, they're, they've gotten that recognition mm-hmm. of, like, these people were amazing on this show. And, you know, it's like when, when you have, like, multiple, like, news sources, like, churning out articles about how great these people are on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't necessarily feel the need to, like, beat somebody else talking about jessica jones and and the people on the show and and in terms of like you know finding finding those actresses who like don't necessarily get enough recognition hard to do when you know when it's like the things that they're doing on the show even though they're great they're doing something you know it's either like all background work or you know because like you know you think of this way like Jessica Nicole, I love her dearly on Fringe. Pretty much everything she's doing is like all the stuff that she does. It's so Walter can be brilliant. Yep. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah. And um, um, this actually brings up something I noticed 
earlier on, on yes. Entertainment Weekly. Like, okay. Like, I noticed it just before we started. Okay. Do tell. And I didn't talk to you about it. Um, Marvel has released a thing today. It's, it's part of an interview mm-hmm. that they did. This is the week where we're doing this just like the week after Civil War mm-hmm. comes out. Um, Marvel is creatively and emotionally committed to a Black Widow movie. That is according to Kevin Feige as of this past week. Yeah. So that I'm, makes me happy. I'll, because I'll believe it when I see it. As far back as 2010, they've been discussing it with Scarlet. Yeah. Uh, he said just in... I mean, granted, it's not going to be anytime soon. They, they, they like, yeah, we've, it's we've gonna, already announced. It's going to be 2025 when True. when we have another actor and they've rebooted the franchise three uh, times. We've announced the next nine movies, 10 counting Civil War through the end of 2019. Where we go beyond that are ongoing conversation, ongoing discussions that we'll focus on in the next few years because we have a lot to do before then. But of course, the characters that you've just mentioned, I would certainly say the one creatively and emotionally we are most committed to making is Black Widow. Mm-hmm. I hope they do. I think that's something that we've all been kind of wanting. Like, especially... Almost... With, like, I mean, you could use, like, a whole movie to show what happens to her after after uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. Like, seriously. <laughs> what happened? Like, I want to know. How did she get where she got? It, like, tell me. Like, it doesn't even... Like, at this point, I, I don't want a Black Widow movie. I want a Black Widow Netflix series. That would be awesome, too. I'd I, take, I That's would, what I want. I would take a Black Widow Hawkeye movie. Yeah. Uh, like, I would take that. Because I think they both deserve a lot more than they get. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but especially Black Widow. Like, she winds up becoming the love interest. I mean, I love Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. And I think Age of Ultron, is, it gets a lot of criticism. I think a lot of it was hampered because yeah. she was pregnant. I really do yeah. feel that way. Um. But there's lots of other things, and yeah, it's it's not a perfect movie. It no, it's it's not. But and that's the thing. We, like, yeah, we it would be interesting to me if they actually make that movie. If they make a you know another more, mm-hmm. give me more female leads so that I have more people to put on my list next time. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I do go to a lot of sci-fi because there are a lot of yeah, kick-ass females absolutely. in sci-fi that don't. There are a lot of kick-ass dudes that don't get any credit too. But yeah, but yeah, for me. They, it's just a it's a weird state of affairs that we could not come up with an easy list. Yeah, and it was and even more difficult finding women of color to put on this list. Oh yeah, that was that was difficult. Yeah, I I mean I it, feel bad because I didn't really. I mean Deacon is is not white. I'm trying to look, most of my people are, and it's mm-hmm. not it's not intentional. I watch a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. There's not a and, lot to put on there. Yeah, with um. You know, like thinking of, you know, like Angel Colby as as Gwen. Yep. You know, on, I love on, Angel. I just didn't on on Merlin. You know, she like on Merlin. There were there were. I want to say like there's probably I think like an entire season where she just kind of stood around in the background, and it's because you know she was playing a servant, which like that's a thing that like I kind of like don't like by the end of it like when she's Queen of Camelot. Yeah. Um, I do like I. I kind of like sometimes I take issue with the fact of like mm. they had her as a servant. It's like had they had her something else, what we could have accomplished with Gwen. I retract my statement. Deacon may be white. <laughs> she's a, she's Asian, which sounds really bad to say. She was born in Nepal. Um, okay, she's, she's beautiful. If you ever look at Deacon, yeah, I, I know what you're beautiful. talking about. Um, but yeah, she's I love her so much. But yeah, she's it's just really difficult sometimes. Because and, like a lot of my favorite actresses, and and we don't we don't recognize a, a lot of 
like like I said before, genre shows is kind of my complaint. Yeah, and I mean, there's some great people on uh, on a lot of shows, really, mm-hmm. that just don't get get the recognition. Yeah, so. and you know, people. I was gonna say people like, um, you know, it's like some of the shows that like we watch, like you know, I come over here, <laughs> we watch Mar, like we watch Marvel's Agents of Shield mm-hmm. every week, every week. We we like the the you know the the three of us have a moment of uh, like oh my god I love Melinda May Ming Na is Ming Na Wen is crazy good in Ming, that. like she's she's amazing and like she was one of those like she was on ER mm-hmm. for several seasons you know mm-hmm. she's the voice of Mulan like she she was on Eureka mm-hmm. um she played a horrible person a horrible human being Mark Shepard's on never mind go ahead. <laughs> something for a different thing that we recorded. Well, and if, and you know, and something, you know, something like I got to thinking about um, as I was listening to you, like listen or list list some of your actresses. We were talking about them in terms of you know, like you know, to, to go back to using Gwen. It's you know, the, the, we had there were a couple of episodes where you know, basically like. You know, they're like a witch hunt. They killed her father because mm-hmm. they thought he used magic. Yep. That's it. Like, we get that episode to deal with it. And then later, when, you know, things happen with her brother, we get an episode with it. And everything else kind of ties into her relation. Either, like, either Morgana is using her for, like, for magic reasons. Um, or... It comes down to her relationship with Lancelot or her relationship with with Arthur. Mm-hmm. And she and Merlin are friends, but... No, you don't see that so much in the later seasons, which I kind of hate. Yeah, like, You kind of lose their friendship. Um, like, that's the one, like, I, one through line I wish they'd kept a little yeah. bit more. Is is I wish that you could see more her and... Right. Mer- I see more speak. of her and Merlin? Yes, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> but anyway, I, it's just I, an interesting conversation that we yes. could find tons of dudes... And mm-hmm. barely enough chicks. Yeah. And, and I'm not being derogatory. Dudes and chicks. It's a thing. We call everybody dude. I do. It's true. I call you dude all the time. I call my mom dude. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but anyway, so that is our underrated actresses. Yes. And we'll have a list of our underrated actors, too. Mm-hmm. So. If you enjoyed this episode of Couch Buddies, why not leave us a rating and review over on iTunes? And while you're at it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us by searching on social media. We're Couch Buddies Pod on Twitter, on Tumblr at couchbuddies.tumblr.com, and you can email us at couchbuddiespod at gmail.com.